Hello, and welcome to Final Show Films. I'm John, the executive producer here, and I've got a few pre-show notes for you. First, a reminder. All of the content we produce is available on our website at finalshowfilms.com, as well as youtube.com slash sensetaku, sensetaku.podbean.com, twitch.tv slash sensetaku, and on iTunes. We are only able to do the things we do thanks to the kind support of our Patreon donors. We give a special shout-out to our $25 tier supporters, Antitonic and Cat Waterflame. If you'd like to support us that way, be sure to check it out. Secondly, a thank you to the folks over at 411mania.com. They produce articles and content related to wrestling, MMA, movies, music, and gaming. Go check them out. We appreciate their support as well. And lastly, be sure to subscribe, comment, and rate, if possible, wherever you listen to or watch our content. It helps us know what you like, what you don't like, and helps us make more content. Feedback is always appreciated. With all that being said, sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Eberron, Heirs of Destiny, the side quest. Um, I am, I am Jeremy. I am the dungeon master, uh, leading this group through Keith Baker's, uh, uh, uh fantasy world of Eberron in a fifth edition Dungeons and Dragons setting. And for those of you who are familiar with, with our, our world of Eberron, we're going to be doing something a little different for this week and, and next week. Uh, and maybe after that, depending on how, qu- considering how quickly this group normally goes through my storylines. Um, and we are going to be taking a side mission, visiting the same world with some new characters. And we're going to go ahead and introduce our, our players who are here today. Uh, and we will start with Navarin. Hi, I'm Navarin. I will be playing Vigil, the Warforged Paladin. And Aaron. Hi, I'm Erin, and I'll be playing Book, the Warforged Warlock. And Zagrog. Hi, I'm Zagrog, and I'll be playing Aisha, the Warforged Druid. And uh, uh, since Taku is not with us quite yet, uh, he will be playing Amariel de Therani, uh, the the elven uh, shadow sorcerer. And uh, when he shows up, we'll go ahead and uh have him come in as well so you've all been summoned by one form or another to a meeting at a nightclub in sharn for one of you it's been a bit of a trip uh devout warforged paladin of the silver flame who is directed to come to the aid of a sometime ally of the ally of the church uh which brings him in uh brings him into the the massive urban center others have come from much closer uh, another Warforge has been roused from their study by a note that they didn't notice delivered to their table, uh, which promised the opportunity to uncover a, lo- a lore long since believed lost and possible riches, if that is of interest. Uh, similarly, uh, a druid who, who, who makes their way into the Mornlands on regular occasions found themselves in Sharn recently in search of more resources make another yet ex- ex- expedition into the area. That has led them into a lead and an offer delivered by courier out of nowhere for a potential job that could be lucrative and take them right back into said territory. 
Uh, and finally, a fast-rising member of House Therani, possessed of magical talent, is told by a member of the Shadow Network that she is to appear at the Glitter Dust nightclub at the predetermined time for a mission of House Uh That predetermined time, as it turns out, is just after dark. And each of you make your way on, uh, make your way to the locale. Uh, the, uh, it's a hot spot among the brave and bold of uh, Sharn. Uh, the glitter dust is situated just south of the Dragon Tower. Uh, it's reputed to be a common party place for those who will be taking expeditions south into Zendrick. On the Bridge of Giants, which connects the Dragon Towers to the Magic District of Everbright, a wrought iron st- spiral staircase ducks underneath the walkway. Descending it, an act which leaves you looking over the city below with little to, little to block your way other than the steps, should you fall, takes you to a landing with a door that will lead you into the nightclub. Uh, two hobgoblins dressed in glamour suits of jet black stand in front of the doors, allowing you entry when you give your name and they check list. One of them looks askance at any weapons you might have, but the other one says, for those who understand goblin, ladies' orders, not this one. Uh, he then looks back and he says, tell the bartender you're here for the special party. And in you go. Uh, the interior of the nightclub is what can only be described as dramatically dark. Uh, the only real light in this smoky room comes from these red crystal ever-bright lanterns that are on cabaret tables. Uh, and, they're, and from a constant stream of, of purple and red illusory glitter that comes snowing down upon the dance floor. Uh, the room, for those who take the time to look, is populated by a rather glamorous crowd. Uh, everything from nobles who look ready to embark on a guided adventure soon, uh, to dragon-marked house members who are just enjoying the nightlife. Uh, the low voice of a half-elf woman singing over a jazz tune fills the club. As you each arrive in turn and meet the bartender, uh, he directs you down a flight of stairs to a the sound is drowned out, and the light is better, although still dim. Here, before any of you arrived, uh, has already come an elven woman, attractive and well-dressed in a black tunic with a dark indigo trim to it. Uh, she's sitting in a couch with a glass of, on a couch with a glass of wine in front of her, and there are several chairs centered around a, a glass and iron coffee table, uh, upon which a, a crystal decanter and several glasses. She grins and directs each of you to take a seat as you arrive until the last of you is there. And why don't we go ahead and have you guys describe yourselves now that you're all together. Uh, let's start with, let's start going right down the same order. Let's start with Vigil. Okay. Uh, Vigil is um, a Warforged with uh, the mark of one produced for the uh, for the Siren army on his his face, right? Yes. Yep. Um, forehead. Forehead. Yeah, on his forehead. Uh, and he has under that on his sort of chest plate, he has the emblem of the silver flame emblazoned. Um, he wears a sort of uh, a cape. Um which is sort of red in colour, which sets off against his, his silver sort of body. Uh, mm-hmm. And he has uh, a few, like, markings and various sort of scratches and scars are on all over, well, mostly all, most of him. 
um, but also the face. Like, he has one running down over an eye. Um, looks fairly armoured and is just hefting um, various, like, religious tomes and uh, and has his holder strapped to his back. Nice. Uh, and a uh, book. Uh, book looks, well, as much as any Warforged can, like a skeleton. Uh, places where the armor seems cracked or sick, the plant seems, the plant part seems sickly. Um, it's dressed in the robes of a scholar, looking around, fascinated, intrigued by every single little thing that flits in front of their face. He smiles politely at anyone who is around. Definitely looks too legitimate to be legitimate and wimpy to be here. Okay. And how about Aisha? Aisha is um uh, Aisha's uh wooden parts are uh Growing with uh, leaves and uh, some uh, double uh, <clears throat> uh, pendants hanging. So there are some uh, branches uh, growing from the shoulders and, uh, or rather from the back, and there are some uh, ornaments dangling from them. Uh, there is a green shawl and hood uh, that Aisha is wearing. Uh, probably Aisha is. There is no uh, notable mark of. Mark, uh, markings of origin on Aisha's Warforged body. <clears throat> All right. And Sensaku, what does Amariel look like? Uh, so Amariel is a fairly uh, average height elven woman. Uh, dressed in all-black leathers uh, that sort of are is uh mostly for show um covered from basically from neck to foot in this uh long leather coat uh with bracers and these sort of knee high uh leather uh greaves um and she has just this uh blood red cloak um of exquisite make uh, that she has sort of topping the whole thing off uh, okay. with short cut, sort of like a pixie cut, uh, black hair and uh, um, very strikingly red eyes. Okay, cool. So uh, once you have all been seated or taken a spot wherever you wherever you plan to settle in, uh, the one in front of you uh, uh, leans for sort of lounging sit and smiles. Well, thank you all for being so prompt. Uh, allow me to introduce myself. Uh, my name is Amari Dithrani, and I have a proposition for each of you. And with each of those emphases, she does a quick little point in possession from left to right of you. There's an item I've oh, become wait, pointed at. Okay. There's an item that I've become aware of. 
Uh, it's a schema. I don't know if you know what that is. A uh, piece of magical pattern. Uh, it's located within the Mornlands. Our friends in House Caneth to acquire it, but call me judgmental, I don't believe it's in the best interest of Corvair for them to do so. So, a group of you are going to retrieve it for me. Doing so is going to earn you a pretty penny. A thousand gold pieces apiece. And even better, a personal favor from me. Sound good? Do I know what scammers are at all, Jeremy? Roll me an arcana roll. I will comply. Thirteen? You, yes. The schemas are not, the schemas themselves are not ridiculously secret. Most people know it's what's used to make magical items. Um, might not, you don't know the details behind them necessarily. But, but I, I know essentially that they are magical in some way. Exactly. All right. Um, so, yeah, as long as you're all interested. Um, so, I've put you all together for, for, for a particular reason. You'll have, have, have individual talents that I believe are going to come into play here. Um, our erstwhile, uh, um, friend here pointing towards Aisha is quite experienced in that territory. Nods. Which will be important for you. Um, our more scholarly friend, uh, looking at book, will be useful in a lore capacity, I believe. Um, our religious, uh, uh, ally here, uh, looking, looking at vigil, can keep you all alive. And my house brethren will be representing my interests. I'm not certain how familiar the rest of you are with the lands, other than, you know, the de- the basic details of what happened and all the rumors and the like. Um, but it's not going to be a particularly easy travel. Um, first, there's going to be the matter of getting in, which will be an experience, uh, one that I trust you won't soon forget. Um, once you get in, surviving will be key. I have a location that I, I have a location general location. Um, but as I'm sure Aisha can tell you, that doesn't necessarily mean much in the um, There is a, a a facility where a fair amount of experimentation was done by 
Caneth at one point. That's where I believe it to be housed. Um, it is located specifically within this world. Uh, is located not far from uh, a, a place charmingly known as Field. Um, you, I will. Cu- secure- you, you cut out there in the last oh, word. What was sorry. It? Field of what? The field of ruins. Um. I will secure you. Passage to a town on the border of the Moorlands. From there, how you get in, how you survive, and how you get out is up to you. Any questions? I'm just sort of watching the rest of the group and seeing how they're reacting. After, like... Five to six seconds of silence. Book starts rattling off. What's came? Is this particular? Do you know when it was created? Do you know why can't wants it? What hit about? And just continues on and on and on. You let's go on for a couple uh, for for maybe about. Of course, five. I have questions. I am actually insightful enough to assume you won't answer those. But I have them. That is a valid point, unfortunately. Um, I should have been clear. Do you have any questions that realistically I can and will answer? As you have an interest in the success of this expedition, Will you be providing us any resources to assist with our success? There are certain things that I will be helping with. Um, so, uh, for those of you who are not familiar uh, with with how the Mornland works, your natural healing and your magical healing will not work well. Your natural healing won't. Your magical healing will not. It functions oddly at best. Often it doesn't function at all. However, there is something that was developed by the druids of up in, in all of, up in the Elding reaches as they were dancing with the Fae and doing whatever they do up there. Uh, called Goodberry Wine, because of course they would make wine out of Goodberry. Uh, the good news about it is, apparent, is, for some reason, it works within the Moorlands. Uh, I have managed to procure some for you. Um... As far as... Uh, and I will Provide that for you when you're ready to go. Um, as far as anything beyond that, I mean, there are some some. Uh, 
there are some peculiarities. I'm going to be honest. I'm not. I have never been there myself. But. Um, from what I understand, well, dimensional magic works. Spells of divination and location are not functional. That's why we can't just teleport in or scry and make sure the information is what we need. Um... There is not much we can do about that. Uh, your food, any food that, looking at Amariel, you need to bring with you. You don't have to worry about spoiling. Once you get inside, it's not going to. It's a lot creepier than I think it sounds, but at least that's what they tell me. But yes, I can definitely provide you with the good. Yeah, Mario just sort of gives her a look. The same look she always gives anyone. <laughs> that slightly slightly between you said something interesting and I'm wondering how your skin looks like when it's peeled off your face. Yeah. Which she's expecting. Um, beyond that, when you are ready to ready to go, I would hope this would be sooner rather than later. Uh, one of Canis' agents has a group of people looking into this, but they are checking out other places, and they're going to be traveling much more slowly. Um, so you do have a bit of a jump on the situation, but don't dawdle. Um, there's going to be an airship up in the upper city, waiting for you. Uh, go to the docking moors on the west side of the city. And look for... Hold on, what's the name? Look for... Look for the lightning strike. Uh, it is run by a close, or it is, is captained by a close friend of mine. Um, and he will get you to the city of, uh, the city of Lyrenton. Any questions beyond that that I can answer? Mario just have a general location of facility. Uh, that's not the accent. You have a general location that's a facility. Yes. What kind of experimentation? Was done there? Creation of new magical items is the nearest that I've been able to tell. Unfortunately... This was one of their more private 
less known facility. So I can't exactly... I've only been able to uncover what I've been able to uncover through some... Well, I have my ways. The but it was are... not exactly a complete... Hmm? I was... Amara was just adding on. The Kenneth aren't known for sharing information. No. Well, let's be fair, neither are we. Neither are any of the houses. Because if we shared our secrets, then they wouldn't be secrets anymore. And that's still... Then more people could research them. You wouldn't want that. Exactly. So I don't know exactly what's there. From what uh, the information that I've been able to gather about this, it is, as I said, located somewhere near the field of. Um, it is a. It's built. It's built into some kind of, uh, or at least it was at the time. Who knows now, because the Mornlands changed so dramatically. But at the time, it was built into some sort of natural vein or vast um, to make it particularly defensible in case someone in the middle of the war to try and assault it. So let that feed your imagination of what kind of place they would be concerned experimentation they would be concerned that people would attack them for. I look around at the other Warforged in the room. There's a, a look back and a curt nod. Yeah. What was the question? I don't think it was a question, it was just looking... It was more uh, book's way of responding to that question. Yeah. Well, if there's nothing <laughs> further, um, feel free to get acquainted here if you need to. Uh, I have some things to attend to. And as soon as you're ready, as I said, the, the, the airship will be there as long as you need to stay in the city. But Sooner is definitely better than later. I'll be most disappointed if this if if this group decided to skip a few of their facilities and jump straight into the morons. So I don't think that's gonna happen based on what I've heard, but we'll see. Um and have uh, fun. I, I'm uh, Amario just sort of leans back into the shadows of the room, whatever shadows are there. Um, if it's the nightclub, then I'm assuming there are lots of them. Uh, yes, this this particular room, this downstairs, is it's still it's lit a lot nicer than upstairs is. Yeah, I'm so to... you can see. So like the three Warforged aren't straining to see down here the way the, the that others. Yeah. The way that they might upstairs, but it's still a dim light, yeah. So, yeah, I just lean back and point a finger. Like, my arms are crossed, but I still point a finger at mm-hmm. Elmari, and I'm casting a message. Okay. 
and I'm just whisper, I'm just sort of whispering to her uh, survival expectations. She pauses for about half a breath. And then you hear, be better if they all come back alive. It's less I have to pay to certain individuals. And uh, still using the, uh, uh, casting it again, Mm -hmm. obviously. Very well. And then at that point she stands and gives you all a little nod and makes her way out. Are you sure he's standing up to leave? Well then, I guess we should all make our way to... What was it, the lightning rod? The lightning strike. Ah. That one. And she'll sort of offer a polite bow of greeting to everyone. Uh, if I wasn't Book introduced... Will sort of what, 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 was my Was I introduced by uh, uh, by Omari? No, nobody was get, nobody was particularly introduced. Okay. <laughs> Omari Eldathrani, at your service, at the behest of my cousin. Just like Bob. Aisha. Um. Well, we've got one introduction. I say looking at the other two Warforged. Uh, Vigil is waiting for the other one. (laughs) Book will, after clearly still being distracted by all of the questions. Yes. Oh. Book. I wasn't expecting you'd want designations. I find it's easier to work with people if I know what they prefer to be called, rather than calling them what, well, they look like. Vigil of the Silver Flame. A pleasure, as always, to have a member of the illustrious Silver Flame at my side. Hmm. Well then, shall we away? And I will lead the way out okay. if no one else walks first. Cool. And yep, you guys make your way back upstairs uh, through the through the nightclub, uh, out past the hobgoblins to sort of watch you leave, and. I only get distracted once. Okay. And you make your way up into the upper reaches of the city. So in the upper parts of the city, um, this is where you will typically find, uh, uh, obviously among everything else, uh, airship docks. Uh, they tend to be moored on the on the outer edges of the city in various districts. Um, the the one that that uh, Elmaru is specifically referring to in this case 
is uh, the more obvious one on the western side. Um, it is located uh, in the, the the temple district of, of the Pinnacle. Um, uh, sort of once you once you head in there, you take sort of a stairs uh, staircase up to this large area that has several several dockings for um uh for those airships that people typically airships are chartered by or are run by house lyrandar members um there are very a very very small that are run independently um where usually it's still a lyrandar member who operates it because you need you need their um their dragon mark to 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 sort of uh, maneuver it, but they tend to operate on the, as sort of a passenger service instead of we're doing it strictly for house business. Um, as you guys move up there, and again, it's it, it's dusk; it's getting towards uh, g- getting fairly dark at this point. Um. But the upper parts of the city remain pretty well lit throughout. Uh, and you, uh, make your way to, make your way to the docking areas. And it's immediately clear as, as, as you, you approach some, there's about two or three airships that are, that are, that are there. Um, it's very, very clear. Which one is? Because two of them are very sort of standard, um, not particularly showy. I mean, they're very nice, very uh, well, uh, well put together. But then there's one that is, for lack of a better term, almost like it has racing detailing on it. Um, there is a large, you know, in addition to, uh, the ring that once, that, that once, a, once an airship is in motion, that ring of, of sort of fire that, that, that powers it, um, there is sort of a lightning bolt emblazoned across it. Um, and the ship looks like it is already ready to go. Um, the crew's just sort of sitting around, and you see looking your way as you guys approach, uh, a, a human male looks to be in his late 30s, um, fairly well built, uh, 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 sort of a very blonde hair, uh, in that sort of about shoulder length, uh, pulled back into a ponytail. Um, looks over you guys approaching, and whether he's been given description of you or the fact that you are just a walking up to him, seems to immediately peg you out as the, the his fares to be. Um. And he sort of gets, gets, gets sort of a big smile on his face, uh, moves away from, uh, a hobgoblin that he was talking to, uh, looks like a member of the crew. He's like, so, 
you, four of you, it fits. I'm guessing Amari sent you. Yes, I am Amari Aldatharani, and these are my companions. Right. Uh, Elaine Thorne, captain of the Lightning Strike. Um, we are as good to go as, uh, as when you are, uh, Ilmari gave some supplies to give to you. Um, and as soon as, as soon as you get on board and you're set, we'll take off. Mm. I will wait for the rest of them to board and follow after. Look, we'll eagerly go on. Unless stopped, I'm going to be looking at everything. Actually, it's boarding and being not that not similar. Right, that's me. Thanks, everyone. Thank I'll you. see you yep. maybe for the next one. Cool. Bye. Bye bye. So yeah, you guys get on get on the airship, um, and an airship for the record, since you guys actually haven't been on an airship in the other in the other campaign yet, <laughs> is exactly what you might expect it to be for the most part. Um, it is a, it is a, a, a ship that flies. Um, let me see if I can get a picture of intended to. I didn't. It's a ship with wings. Do it. No, it is not a ship with wings, actually. Um, it is. Good picture for an example of one. So it is a ship that has, instead of having sails or anything like that, it has uh, sort of above it and below it these this uh, uh, sort of arch that comes out, and it's not actually because because it's currently docked. The 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 uh, the purpose for them may not be immediately obvious. Uh, once you guys get on board, um, and it's a decently sized ship, uh, you guys have enough room to move about, and there's some, uh, that you guys are, uh, uh, Captain Thorne says, there's, there's a room down there for you. Uh, Elmari left some things for you. I don't know exactly what they are, but something that yours, she said you'd know what it was. Um, she's annoyingly vague like that. Drives me nuts, but, um, <coughs> Sorry, uh, who will know what what was what what is? You'll, she said. She said y'all will know what it what's for. Book will sort of lean up to Amariel. I believe that was the assisting item we who were given. Well, then, let's go appropriate them. 
Okay. Where are these again? Uh, down in the cabin. Uh, they're already headed that go way. Right down. Go down. Go down below deck. Uh, your guys's cabin. It's the only one. Not normally a passenger ship. Um, but it, you guys, you guys shouldn't have too much problems. I mean, three, you don't sleep, so I'm sure it'll be fine. Um, just right off to your right from once you get down the stairs. The stairs. Yeah, I'm, Ariel will give a, a smile, uh, at the three of you don't sleep. A very genuine looking smile. Um, and trancing is not trancing. Trancing is close enough to sleeping for most. Yeah, people. It's, it's fine. Mario doesn't sleep. What are you talking about? Uh, and and uh, we'll we'll sweep after uh, book. Cool. Um. So yeah. If there's anything behind that smile, he does not notice. Um, and yeah, you guys head down the head down into sort of there's it's sort of a narrow sort of sort of passageway, and there's obviously several rooms. Um, you're assuming that there is cargo. There's a cargo spot down here as well. Uh, and directly off to your right is an appropriate door. Um, you guys open it up. It's a it's a small cabin. Um, probably if, if you were worrying about sleeping accommodations and the like, then it would probably be appropriate for two people. Um, it's definitely in, uh, big enough that it's not crowded between the four of you. Um, there is, uh, a, a bed, um, a small desk in the table or a small desk in the corner. Small desk in the table. <laughs> small, small desk in the corner. Located um, inside a table. <laughs> I, <coughs> I have actually seen... It's actually kind of awesome. Um, And, no, small desk in the corner and a table with a few chairs around it and sitting on it, there are eight little jugs Um, and a folded up, uh, with a sort of tied, uh, with a, with a tie around it. Um, and the, the, with, uh, sealed with the house Therani seal piece of okay. paper. I'm going to use mage hand to just pick up and pick up the little sealed paper and send it to a Mariel. Okay. Just I will, it across the room. I will pluck it out of the air and open it. It's a scroll, right? Mm-hmm. I'll uh, shift very subtly so that my so that my back is to a wall and my front is to everyone else and open it up and read it. Okay. Um and so the you open it up, there's a very quick note um that says Enjoy the wine. I've heard it tastes terrible, but it will keep you alive. And this should give you a good idea of where to go. And it is 
a it is a map that is entirely new to you guys as characters as players it's somewhat familiar <laughs> it is a an exact replica of that map lord knows how she got her hands on um is the map is is the lord map knows, Kira knows. Yeah. Is, is the map separate from the letter the map is separate from the letter the letter is just like a small little pe- like almost like a post-it note sized yeah little thing that was scrawled on and then the map is the entirety of the scroll right um i will uh you appear to be a scholarly fellow book and i'll pull the map out and hand it over towards book Um, the map? Yeah. Book will sort of examine it. And then I'll uh, full, uh, roll the letter back up and put it in my bag. The jugs are goodberry wine. That will be useful. Um... Actually, I didn't think to ask, but would have, would Omari have given us a sending stone? Uh, no, actually. Okay. All right. Because that can be traced back to her. It's true. But... And you notice now, looking at the note, it's very noticeably not signed. And oh, yeah. The, and the script is almost impressively generic. Oh no, after uh if you have need to convey information or I he can provide such a service. Mario will nod. Um and then immediately go over to is there is there like a metal is there a metal any sort of metal pot in this room? I there would be like um I mean if nothing else there would be a what's the term I'm thinking of a pot to piss in. Chamber pot. <laughs> yes. Uh I'll walk over to that, put the letter in it and an acid splash into the into the pot. Okay, yep, and it very quickly dissolves. Yes, chamber pot. That's the term I was trying to think of. <laughs> Which yeah, the note very quickly dissolves. And about this time, you guys can roll perception rolls. Fifteen. I rolled my passive perception score. Four. <laughs> yes, you did. Four. Uh, there we go. Zagrog rolled very well, and I think Zagrog might still be muted. Yep. That's fine. Um, so yeah, Book doesn't... Re- do- Book is too interested with, with, with everything. I'm, I'm looking at There's the map. There's a map in front of me. Yes. And um, I want to investigate. Amariel and Aisha... 
quickly you you hear the sounds above deck of of people yelling back and forth and sort of clear like they're they're getting ready to take off and then you all notice as um it wasn't clear before Aisha you picked up on this a little quicker um but it, it was kind of hard to tell because it is basically night at this point. There is actually a window to your, uh, to your, to your cabin. Um, I said, you, usually you had picked up on this a little bit beforehand. Um, <clears throat> just sort of getting a slight glimpse of, of light outside. It sort of points to this part, this part of the ship is pointing away from the city. Otherwise it would have been immediately obvious. But you all even book notice that it's there when the air, the lightning strike begins to er, prepares to take off, and the ring of fire that encircles the ship for the, the, that goes through that those top and bottom arches lights up because it's directly outside your guys's window. Shiny. Um, and then you guys obviously notice as it starts to probably a new experience for all of you. <clears throat> um, the ship starts to 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 pull away, and you guys are flying through the air on a ship. Well, that's unsubtle. I mean, airships weren't built for subtlety. They were built to be fast. And Mario pulls and her hood up just instinctively. Um. So, as distracting and shiny as that is, I have a map that I was given. I want to investigate that. Okay, go ahead and roll me an investigation roll. Cool. I get advantage for my eye for my eye augmentations, essentially. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> 70. So, is there any? What specifically are you looking for? I'm looking for the information the map conveys. Okay. When so, and how it was made, you know. So. The information it conveys is, is is pretty easy to discover. You put you put two and two together. You see the X next to the field of ruins. You see other X's on the map, and you're assuming that those are locations of and sort of putting together that there was another group looking at other facilities. These are probably facilities that house these schema pieces, whatever the. What, whatever they're intended to be, which that you can sort of extrapolate a little bit more. Maybe they're all related to the same thing. Um, as far as the map itself, it looks like it is... It looks like it's a magical copy of another original document. Like a lot of times when this is when when this is done, it's really hard to tell 
except for in this case, there's certain breaks in sort of the sort of the penmanship and and the the drawing of photocopier artifact essentially. Essentially, yes. It's like the original. The original thing was um, made on a different type of different uh, material, and was perhaps old and weathered, or wrinkled, or something like that. So you see breaks in the lines here, and um, that's the sort of thing that can really only happen. If you are literally magically transposing the image from mm-hmm. something else, so it's definitely not the only one of these in existence. Even though it does definitely seem to be a particularly personalized kind of map, as I played did this on occasion with some rare document. It's the copy, but the purpose is functional and clear. Were we told um, where we're landing? Yes. You were told that you are landing in the town of Lyrenton. Lyrenton, that's right. right. Can you trace the appropriate path from our destination to the Field of Ruins? Is Aisha, Aisha? Of course, though. Area. Yeah, that was exactly what. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, say, say that again. Would Aisha be familiar with this area of the. With specifically. Sorry, the you city cut out. Or... Oh, Lyrenton? Yeah. Or Field yeah, of and the uh and the Field of Ruin area. So, roll me. Field of Ruin, quite possible. So roll me. I'm going to make it two history. Um, I will give you advantage on. Both. So there's a natural one and a natural twenty. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do I have to make a second roll? Did you say? Yes, that was for okay. one of. The- one of them that was okay, and 20. then so twenty one. Yep. So you are Lyrenton. You actually know quite well. It is perhaps the. It is one of the two most common places to uh, that that expeditions into the Moorlands pass through. Uh, maybe one of three. Um, they usually either come out, either pass through Lyrenton, they pass through Vatherond, which is which is uh, a further. Those are the two most common. The other one that they sometimes pass through is uh, Gorgonhorn, which is a little bit north of uh, of Lyrenton. Lyrenton is in Dargoon. Um, it is sort of a, well, technically it is dark, uh, 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 it is part of the Dargoon, uh, a nation. It's sort of an outlier where 
most of Dargoon is is very very goblinoid in makeup. Lyrenton, because of where it is and the fact that it, it had been there before the day of mourning and and has remained there since, most of the most of the hobgoblins won't uh, um, uh, uh, emigrate there. Because it is literally right on the edge of the, of of the dead gray mist, so weird things come out of it from time to time, which that they don't get that concerned about. It's more the rumors about the town being cursed by the by the mists and things like that. <coughs> Hobgol- the hobgoblins are are somewhat superstitious lot that way. Uh, Lyrenton is largely you've been there uh, 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 probably a good three or four times at least. Yeah, I would expect been there. Yeah, it is mostly made up of of uh, displaced citizens from from Sir. Who didn't want to live in, in in Vathron, which is like I said, much further north. Vathron is part of Reland, and is sort of a, a lot of people actually call Vathron just New Seer because it is made up almost entirely of of, of Syrian expatriates. Um, the people here. There was too much hostility for the people who chose to live here towards Breland in relation to the last war for them to be comfortable living there. Better to live with the hobgoblins, basically. Um, the town's economy is not great. It sort of lives off of what little trade they can do with hobgoblins and what adventures come through and buy shit from buy supplies from them so they always try to keep keep stocked up on on appropriate supplies um uh, rations and livestock and and horses are are, are a very very regular, uh, a good imported into Lyrington. Um, which as you would know is actually kind of ridiculous because getting a horse through the dead gray mist is, is next near possible. Yeah. As far as the field of ruins, you've never been there, but you are familiar with what it is. So the field of ruin is. <coughs> The site of a well-known, basically, an it's almost taken on a, a, a nature. Um, sure, you cut out. Sorry, a mythical nature. Ah. Um. Basically, this is where the literally the last battle of the last war took place. Um. It was a a, a a a battle between forces from Thrains and Brelin. It was a battle that was ongoing when the Day of Mourning happened. 
And the soldiers who died there, and they all died there when whatever happened with the Day of Mourning happened, um, are still there. As if they had died moments ago. Um, it is, it is simply the place of, of, of of a giant battlefield. Um, it's a common place for people who want to take quick excursions into the Mormons to go there and try and loot weapons and, and things like that, and then sell them off as artifacts from the Mormons. Um, Dangerous things are known to there, but dangerous things are known to roam all over the place. Um. So, in response to, um, sorry, the name is very close to the name of an NPC, Amariel's um question. Book will, of course. However, if I might. If I might advise you, I would recommend consulting our expert on the Hornlands, given, as you may be aware, linear transportation is not necessarily <coughs> relevant. Yeah. That was the intention, I say, motioning to Aisha, who is in the room with us. Yep. I would hope that between the two of you we could ascertain an appropriate route at least the indication of where we should begin with our route once we land in Lyoton well then book will look at Aisha I am quite curious. Would it make Why sense? Does my accent keep changing? <laughs> Would it make sense to uh, actually go north, following that mist mist line, and then take uh, then east to shorten the distance that would have to be traveled with? Because to get them strictly at the map, it would probably be a shorter distance. Enter the moorland further north. Do I have any idea? Jeremy, you're muted. Or otherwise not. I Jeremy's be hello. <laughs> now we can hear you. Hi. Past yeah, I was Olicon. trying to fuck with my input sensitivity. That didn't work. Um... <laughs> You See what just... happens when you tell me to do things. <laughs> yeah, you can. Yes, you... and then I tried to have a conversation, so you yeah. had time to do it. You can adjust your input sensitivity while you're muted in Discord without muting your actual mic. Um, I didn't will... mute anything. Really? Huh? Yes, I went in because mine does it automatically. I yeah. just leave it on automatic. Oh. And yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, but never leave it on automatic. <laughs> no, no, I've never had it off automatic. Yeah, I, I'm, yeah. So, eh. 
It decided that you talking was the default state and decided that that wasn't allowed anymore. (laughs) Apparently. So that's the interesting thing about the Merlins. Yes, that is potentially an idea that you could, that, that if you moved up a little bit North, it might be, it it might be a, a quicker situation for you. But, Aisha, one thing that you also know, thanks to that natural 20, and thanks to the fact that you've been in the Mornlands and out several times, is that when you enter into the the dead gray mist at some point, you don't always normally, you you usually don't come out exactly where you should exit. Ah. Time, or not necessarily time, but space is somewhat fluid within the Mornland. This is why they, this is theorized by some as why divin, divination doesn't work in there. Because spatial relation is all fucked up. Well, in fact, I shall relay. Uh, our entrance point is not actually of such significance as the uh, magic, or whichever effect uh, you would call the uh, strange phenomena of the Mornlands, will often uh, leave, leave you off at a place different from where you thought you'd. So when you enter the Dead Grey Mist and assume you are traveling east, say, directly east, you might end up several or tens of miles south or north. Or whatever, or sometimes hundreds. Or yeah, or yeah, let alone hundreds. You you can't really expect to arrive where you thought you'd be. Yep. So we can only hope that we aren't terribly off target by the time we exit the dead gray mists. Mm. So assuredly, that there is a some manner of transition through the Mornlands that works, otherwise those forces that live within it would never come out. Hmm. Many don't. Yeah. It's it's true, many don't. Uh, based on my own experiences, uh, I mean, it's a, it would be a very small sample size, but uh, I suppose it's not very common to end up a uh, hundred miles off, or whatever. Mm, no, usually it depends. Like you've ne- you have probably never end up. Granted, you also you usually haven't had necessarily had a map to go off. Of. True. Um. But your estimate, you probably have never ended up more than about 30 or 40 miles off where you should be. Hmm. Still significant. Yeah. But, yeah. It shouldn't be too far. But then again, you heard a story once, and again, it's a story. You don't know how legit it is. But you heard a story once of somebody coming into the Mornlands just outside of Vatherond. And when they got out of the mist, which, of course, is an experience and trial in and of itself, found themselves 
um, uh, uh, approaching Metro, which is on the other side of the of the Mornlands. Yeah. So. So. Yep. Then it will be a then it will be an example of trial and error once we enter the mists. Is what you're saying? Yes. Very well. And in your own experiences, what sort of trials and what sort of errors have you come across previously? What have I actually? So, in terms of like, so you obviously you know what it's like to enter the mists. Yeah, which is uh. <laughs> An experience, um, trying to, so entering into, entering into the, uh, entering into the dead gray mist itself is a taxing experience. Um, when you try to do so... You very quickly get surrounded to the point that it's very difficult to see. Um, It can feel like hours, days trying to pass through. Again, time sort of loses all meaning. It's possible, and you've done this more than once. You've tried to go in, and then by the time three hours later, you came out exactly where you where you entered. Hmm. Um, So I didn't actually get inside. Yeah, you basically, you can get turned around. Yeah. Uh, because you get very disoriented inside. Yep. It it's very taxing physically and mentally. Um in mechanical purposes, you can you can end up suffering from exhaustion or get turned around or suffer certain mental conditions like frightened or confused or things like that. If traveling in a group, does it bear any significance if we are physically in contact? Stay in sight. For God's sake, stay in sight of each other. So if somebody somebody gets out of sight, even for a moment, there is a chance it gets the chances greater if it's a longer period of time, but there is a chance that you will get separated and you may never see them again. Fun times. (laughs) Yeah. The entering itself can be, is an ordeal physically and mentally. And when you, and when you do enter, you are often, often both, you often lose both sense of direction and sense of time. Not really that you lose sense of time, but uh, time ceases to be of meaning. Uh, When entering a group, it would be vital to maintain proximity. If, If 
if one is if any of the party is lost for any amount of time, there is a chance they will be they will be lost somewhere else. So then, what we're saying is, if any of us have any sort of early morning ritual that requires us to separate from the party, forego. Yeah, that that would we would not be doing that within the mix. Can I make an insight? Roll yeah, go for it. Eleven. Perfectly innocent statement. Okay. I'm sure. Looking at the paladin of the silver. Side, Sure, we won't judge each other's rituals too harshly. Of course not. It's just we wouldn't want anyone separating out for their independence and never returning. You don't need to worry about keeping us on a leash. I'm not worried about keeping anyone on a leash. I'm not worried about keeping anyone on a leash. But if any of us end up separated out uh, away from the others and never returning, then. That would be potentially very bad. I wouldn't want anyone to die on this. Um, it's possible that we we end up uh, turning right back around without knowing it, <coughs> forcing us to endure the uh, entrance again. So, as we travel, stay together, stay within sight. No separating. Indeed. Any methods by which you can maintain a sense of direction, or do we wander aimlessly until fortune has it we come across the field of ruins? Uh, okay, our character. I assume that uh, mist is is a borderline after which uh, you come inside and it's less crazy. Uh, in air quotes, less crazy. Yes, air quotes, less crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's ah. still a. Lo- it's still definitely. It's not Kansas. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, no. Once you get through, yeah, you're not randomly wandering around and have to stay within sight of each other at all times and just yeah. like that. You know, unless you don't want to get ganged up on by living fireballs. Yeah. Um, the mist is only a borderline. Yes, it is a- penetrable. Yeah, like this is what Aisha actually say, Aisha actually says. Once you get through, assuming you came through to the Mornland side, uh, the uh, visibility will improve. Uh, things will not like people will not disappear uh, quite as easily as in the as in the gray mist. So it's navigable once we pass through the mist. Yes. More traditional means of navigation become viable once through the mist. Yeah. It must be said, it's still not easy. Like, distances do seem to alter even as you're walking across it. Yeah. Um, Base, but it's a lot more, yeah, it's straight. a lot more linear than wandering through. A, a seemingly eternal fog that is actually only like a few miles wide. You won't you won't lose a party member be- because you blink. Right. Very good. 
Well then, I will settle in, and I will uh, pull up a chair in a corner and just sort of rest until we're there. Mm-hmm. Do you figure out how many, how large were the uh, stocks of uh, Goodberry wine? Uh, there are eight. Okay. There are eight, and yes, and I, I should have clarified as I had said earlier that so they function. The good news is they function as full level, like maximized potions of healing. So whatever that is, ten hit points. Okay. That you get, but back. only one in eight hours per person. But only one, and I should. It's whatever the good berries. So I believe the good berries actually one every twenty four hours. Uh, uh, a good berry for well, rest for twenty four hours. Yep. Yeah. But it's not like. But you also gain one hit point for each. So yeah. it's not like you're restricted to eating one in twenty four hours. Yeah, it's one per long rest, basically. So it's basically yeah. like you eat ten. You eat ten good berries just in liquid yes. form. Yep. Yes, and like good berries, a bottle's worth is full level of sustenance as well. Yeah, looking at the is jugs, the, I'll, is... I'll, I'll, I'll hold up, a, I'll hold up a, a hand very daintily, an act which doesn't quite work with how she's dressed, but uh, I'll let I'll let the three of you sort out who's carrying all of those. I'm not. Very skilled in the physical labor department. <laughs> Indicating sort of a weak hand. <laughs> of course. Bitch, I love it. Which is I, true, because I have an I never inquired. You prefer commander, captain, missus? You may call me Amariel, or Lady Amariel, if you could desire. My lady, then. Just sort of a sidelong, knowing-ish, like, share my suffering glance to the fellow <laughs> warforged in the room. Okay. And yeah, so you guys have, the trip is going to take you a little under two days. Uh... Airships travel fast, yo. Yep. But it um, does mean I get to adjust my spell selection. Yes, <laughs> it does. I don't. Well, that's fine. Um, so yeah, I will spend the two days just, you know, idly chatting with the crew. Mm-hmm. And the trying crew to see... Is... Sorry, go ahead. Uh, I'm I'm trying to see sort of exactly how much they've been, how much under Elmari's thumb they are, or how in the dark they are. Okay, depending on which tactic she took. Roll me. I will make it. uh, I will make it a persuasion roll. Okay. Eleven. Okay, so 
does that succeed or fail? I mean, it succeeds. Okay. Because I have action points, that's why. Yes. Okay. Right. (laughs) So, it's a, I guess I should clarify. It will succeed with most, but not all of, all, not necessarily all of the crew. And I'm going to action point it. Okay. Um, 13. Okay. (laughs) So, most of the crew, most of the crew is pretty good natured. Um, and and uh, talks to you quite, you know, quite uh, upfront. And frankly, only one of them has ever. Only one of the rest of the crew has ever uh, met Ilmari, and that would be the hobgoblin that Elaine was talking to. Mm-hmm. And, uh, his name is Satos. Okay, and the he whole time is, I'm doing this, by the way, I'm do, it's 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 not the it's not the enigmatic like shadow lady right. persona. It's very friendly and and smiling and charming and mm-hmm. courtier like personality. Yep. So uh, Satos is sort of more of a quiet, introverted, very much not what you expect of hobgoblins. He's much he's much more intellectual than I th- than his people tend to get credit for. Um, and you sort of strike up like he's met Ilmari because he tends he is more or less first mate. There really isn't one on this ship. Elaine pretty much just runs everything. Um, and, and the rest of the crew is fairly equal, but if there is one, and if there's somebody that like, if, if Elaine needs somebody to come with him on, um, uh, on, on, on to meetings with people or as backup, he tends to bring Satos because Satos is a smart enough to 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 know how to behave in most situations and big and scary looking enough to be an appropriate intimidation tactic. So he has met Ilmari once. Um one time when Elaine uh uh went to meet with with her. Not this last time that they were in Sharn. Uh, this was Elaine was delivering the the lightning strike was delivering um, goods of a, a fairly sensitive type. Satos doesn't has no idea what it was, um, and 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 the two of them went to go uh, have a meeting with with Elmari and and there was some there's some you know uh, a small talk and, and friendly talk and then just basically in the course of that establishing that it had been you know it had been delivered everything was fine etc 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 payment rendered so on and so forth he basically what you get from him is that 
Elaine seems to know Ilmari quite well, at least in Satos's opinion, and probably your best guess would be there is some kind of uh, uh, recipe. Reciprocal relationship between them. Uh, when you go around asking other people, like I said, most everybody else, they might have heard the name before, but only like because Elaine mentioned it. When you go so to try, when, sorry, go ahead. So the sense I'm getting is that uh, Elaine is Elmari's man, not the whole crew. And I'm imagining Elaine's the one that doesn't talk. That doesn't give me anything. Yeah, you go to talk to Elaine, and you start you start to lay on the charm. Mm-hmm. And, you, and, and you sort of try to sidle into bringing up Elmari, and he immediately gets this sort of knowing look on his face with the natural 20 insight he rolled. <laughs> um, and it's like, you know what? If you want to ask, if you want to know about how well I know that woman, you'd be better off asking her. I think she could explain it in terms you're going to understand better. <laughs> Which is just a very nice way of saying, I ain't telling you shit. Oh, don't worry. I believe that answer satisfies my curiosity entirely. Yeah. Good to know. Um, so yeah, but the gist during of, that, sorry, go ahead. Um, Hook is going to sort of lay out their ritual, um, their book of shadows. Mm-hmm. It's whatever it's technically called. Um, <clears throat> book of illumination. I don't know. Positive aligned warlocks. Yeah. Are you a, a book of a warlock of information? Yeah. Um, book of knowledge. Yeah. And Book of Shadowy Knowledge. Proceed through the ritual to cast Find Familiar. Okay. And call my familiar into the form of a cat. Okay. I was really hoping it was going to be a sheep. That way I could call you Shepherd Book. Boink. Boink. A cat cat appears. Very confused. So this sort of small white fluffy (laughs) cat that almost certainly has a better constitution modifier than I do. Well, it's a cat. Cats only have five heads. Yes, but snakes have a better constitution. (laughs) You're not entirely wrong. No, cats definitely have a better one than me. Um... They're They're not better than snakes, interestingly. I think you may still have more hit points than I do because I rolled like shit. (laughs) How many hit points do you have? I have 27 hit points. 
You have significantly more hit points than me. Oh. So you have familiar cat in your journal now. Thank you. Yup. So yeah, cat appears. Looks up at you. Little fluffy white cat. Yep. So yeah. uh, Anything else? Aisha, is there anything you plan to do? If you're talking just plan, uh, we are still on the airship. Yes, you are still on the airship. Yeah, in the two days before you guys arrive. Uh, hmm. I don't think so. Okay. I mean, the a map isn't ter- going to be, studying the map isn't terribly useful in this case, and fair enough. Um. So you Actually, guys, do, does how well does uh does Goodberry wine preserve? Goodberry wine. So. Goodberry wine, but kind of by us getting well. it, we've proven that it preserves. Yes, it's not as simple though as just making wine, and um, it's not as simple as just making good berries and then <clears throat> pressing it into a juice. There's actually a whole process. Um. So it's not something that you could make. Well, go ahead. Uh, I will make it a roll me a God. I don't medicine. I will say a medicine sure. roll at disadvantage. Medicine because it's something that you. No, actually, I'll make it at regular for you because you. Yeah, this is something that you might. It would at least be a level of interest for you. Yeah. Natural one. <laughs> you, I, it is a secret that eludes you. Right. So, Goodberry One was actually created by, like Ilmari had said, the the druids of the uh, the Elden Reaches. Um, and then has proliferated and become very popular from that point because of its um, because of, because of its value and in being the only thing you can drink to stay, to to heal in the morning. Asterisk. Yeah. So you, but. It's a secret that they don't necessarily give out a lot, and you have yep. never been to the Aldine Reaches even to ask. Yep. So, yep. All right. So, yeah, outside of that, uh, you guys, otherwise, uh, just take it easy for the most part, and eventually... Mm-hmm. Two days later, more or less, it's just towards the end of of, of the second day. Um, when the airship 
uh, uh, touches down in Lyrander and probably about uh, probably about an hour and a half before that point is if anybody is on deck. I would be. And this is this is it's uh, it's it is not to the point where it's gotten dark yet. Uh, it's be out, yeah. like late afternoon. You see, uh, Aisha, this is not an unfamiliar sight to you. Um, Amariel and, and, and Book, if Book is out, um, you guys have never seen the Dead Grey Mist before. You've heard it described, of course. But having it described does not really do it justice for just how creepy it really is. It is simply like somebody has created a wall out of mist. It rises easily a hundred feet into the sky and just goes left and right as far as the eye can see. It's sort of towering over this small little village that sits just on the edge of it that you seem to be approaching. It's surprising, like like for a moment, you're not even sure from, from when you first sort of see it, it looks like the city itself is about to get enveloped in the mist, and you wonder if maybe it's it's the mist is moving towards it, and then as you get closer, you realize it's sort of hanging almost almost in a form of stasis just on the edge of this city, and then just way high into the sky. From um, this vantage point, can we tell if it's perfectly vertical or does it change at the top? It's more or less like you guys aren't you guys are probably right around where the top of it is. And it goes, it's sort of hard to tell. It would be like uh, 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 trying to see across the top of a cloud, more or less, if that cloud was somewhere between a few hundred feet and I asked the question, is, does, four it look miles like across. does it look like it's a dome, or does it look like it's just a wall? Yeah, because looking No, sideways. it looks like it has an end. Mm. Okay. Can we see sort of within or at all or no? Are we high enough? It's no. not high enough for that. Okay. So as we approach, uh, tell me, Captain Elaine, have you yes. ever flown your ship through that wall of mist? Oh, no. Are you kidding me? Listen, I'm crazy compared to some of my other air, uh, airship uh, captains. Ask anyone, you'll hear that's the case. I prefer to think that I'm just more confident in my ship, but I'm not stupid. What would happen? That is a really good question. Um, 
I know that there are people who have tried to fly over it using other other forms of flying. And I've heard rumors. I've never seen it myself. I've heard that the mists come up to swallow them and pull them down into it. I've heard that they vanish. I have heard that they just hit a wall. I'm not sure what the truth is, and I'm not risking my ship to find out. Oh, I'm sorry. I, you may have misunderstood. I didn't mean fly above. I meant fly into. Into the mist? Um. Yeah, repeat what I just said <laughs> over again. Like, he's looking at you like you're... Crazy isn't quite the right word. But, yeah, like... She's just just genuinely curious. (laughs) He's not quite sure what to make of that. (laughs) Um... No, like, like I said, when people try to fly over it, it's rumored that the mist just swallows them up. I've seen people walk into the mist, and they very quickly vanish from sight because the mist surrounds them, and then you can't see them anymore. No, I'm just thinking it might be, if if one was able to get a vessel such as this through the mist, it might make navigating the moorlands easier, or at least... Discovering the various aspects of it, but I mean, it might be yes. Um, and if you can find an airship captain dumb enough to do it, um, let me know because I need to inform House Lyrandar that they need to take their airship away from somebody. Is this happening out <laughs> of the deck? Yeah, yeah no, I'm like we're I assume we're over at the wheel. I mean. Also, you'd need a crew willing to do so, because I certainly wouldn't want to be in an airship when when some living spell comes around. Also that. So let me show... I, 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 I want to show you. Now, I need a point to... I need to start... Well, no. Actually... So! And he, 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 he sort of bellows out. So, crew! Present! And they all sort of, sort of come. They were, they were sort of getting ready for, for, for landing. But yeah, there's still ways out. He's like, so change your plans. We're gonna fly through that. <laughs> there's a moment of stunned silence from a lot of them, and then shouting, angry shouting, <laughs> more than a couple threats. And at least one person in the back who you hear a shout out, I will jump off this fucking ship if I have to. (laughs) Before he's like, hey, hey, hey. I'm joking. Go back to what you're doing. And they sort of grumble and go back. And he looks over to you. And that's a loyal crew. Hmm. What you're saying is you would have to not tell them. Interesting. 
again. And she just has a smile on her face. If you ever find somebody willing to pilot their ship through, let me know so I can have House Liar and Dar save their fucking airship. I will certainly do so. I'm sure you will. From behind whatever book he currently... That was a very genuine sounding statement. um, (laughs) Look, we'll say to Aisha... I don't think we have the best current commander for this mission. <laughs> no, she was just genuinely curious. She wasn't yeah. expecting to expecting to get him to. <laughs> no, this, this is for because I, I rolled poorly on that on that first yes. perception. Uh, she was just genuinely curious. Like there wasn't any there wasn't any intention to force him to fly the ship. Oh more. no, and he's aware of that <laughs> because otherwise. <laughs> Yeah. There would have been a conversation. Yeah, no, no. This is just, Guess I'm, who would have been thrown off the airship? I'm wondering. Yeah. So, yeah, anyways, they eventually, the ship descends. And you come upon, there's a small little more, uh, dock here. Um, and you guys disembark on into the, the town of Lyrenton. Lyrenton is, like I said, it's a, it is a small village, maybe, if you had to guess, maybe 500 people. Um, as you guys sort of dis, disembark and sort of start to make your way into the town, you know, there's two things immediately. One is the road that leads directly through town. And vanishes its way into the mist. Um, that really looks more like a thoroughfare. For anybody who wants to just pass right, pass right through the town on their way. Um, the other is that, much as Aisha, uh, Aisha was aware of, along this thoroughfare are any number of supply shops. For adventuring supplies, for there is a place that sells that 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 very noticeably advertises healing potions. <laughs> because not everybody is aware of that little problem with the Mornlands. Um, by the way, as we as we're disembarking, I I make a I make a point of saying goodbye to the crew mm-hmm. that spoke with me. Yes, in particular, Satos. Okay. Letting them know my appreciation for the conversations we had. Yep. As we leave. And they're good natured about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, healing potion places, adventuring gear, uh, stables. Uh, not many inns, interestingly. It seems people don't really stay here much. They might, there, there's, there are a couple of inns, but not. Certainly not as many as there are um, uh, uh, general supply stores. <laughs> and yeah. You guys make your way into town. Where are you going or what are you doing? Well, I'm not aware of any supplies that we still need. 
Uh, let's see, looking at my looking in my pack. Uh, I don't have it listed out on my equipment sheet because it's a lot of stuff. But I do have a pack. Yeah. Um, is there anything the rest of you need before we go into the before we head into the mists? I am prepared enough. Book will dispel. I'm quite all right. Um, and who's, uh, we would have sort of decided previously, who's carrying the Goodberry wine? Just so we all know. Mm. There's six, right? There are eight. Okay. So Then eight four. cannot be divided evenly by three, so... Well, we do have... Vigil can carry... If you guys yeah. want to split evenly, Vigil can carry three. I No, it... Almari said that she's not mud for physical labor and didn't wish to carry any. Uh-huh. Yes, Almari did. So it could so, be three, three, two. Can see three, three, I'll take two, because... Okay. okay. It's not that like I'm going to be conscious to use it. <laughs> No. Mariel has dainty little oh, dainty little elf arms. On Vigil's feet. Um yeah, then we'll head into mm-hmm. the mist. And you guys are among those group who just walk into town, walk through the thoroughfare. There's no there are there are there are no magic item sellers, are there? No. Yeah, no. In that case, don't give a shit. <laughs> yep. And mock right through, right up to the mist. So as you guys approach the mist, I'm just going to have... Roll wisdom saves. As we enter the mist, or... Eight. <laughs> as you're approaching it. Approaching, I will actually. I will give. Uh, I actually, well, it doesn't matter. I don't think uh, I need that. Yeah, I was gonna say no, I probably no. have advantage on this. Ooh, interesting. Ooh, I double rolled 15. double to double fifteen, but yeah, which is actually double twenty threes. Yeah, um, <laughs> nine, eight, and twenty three. I mean, this really does make sense. The two people yep. who have never been here before. So yeah, uh, uh, Aisha, you're just like eh. This is, you know, you, you wonder what it's gonna be like this time. Pro- yeah. Um, and it's not eh, for 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 book and Mario. As you approach, you know, it's one thing to see it from a distance and to see it from a height. It's another thing to approach it and look up and just see looming hundreds of feet over you. This sinister-looking mist, and as you're getting closer, it feels cold. Like it is that cold fog on a on a on a January morning, except for it is a hundred feet tall, and probably going to re- and entering it if rumors are correct is going to result in your very possible death. 
<laughs> so you can't quite help but be sort of unnerved. It's not anything mechanical. But yeah, you're a little creeped out at the moment. I'm you should probably I'm recite all... some a piece of like Syrian anthem or such before and uh, yep. Mario does like, her best to voicelessly. Yeah. So yeah, Mario, you're doing a fairly good job of looking like it does not bother you at all. It does. It really, really does. <laughs> um, you're doing okay. Books, you're not doing too bad. You're like, hey, oh shit, goddamn. Okay, no, this is good. This is all good. Um. I and fall you guys back into that. I fall back it's into not that the first shadow. Time I've been sent to my death. <laughs> By the way, you my... say that out loud. Yeah, it's not awesome. the first time I've been sent to my death. Aisha responds, "Stay strong, stay together." Uh, I'm falling into my shadow sorcerer quirk, which is I blinked once a week ago. <laughs> <laughs> Just red eyes staring ahead. <laughs> And just because I will. And Vigil seems to be doing a little bit better than you two feel. <laughs> but then uh, you guys are like, well, maybe he's faking it too. Who knows? Um, and you guys approach approach the mist, and it sort of curls around you. Like it's it's extra creepy because as you get close. You know, from a distance, it looks like almost a solid wall. As you get close, you see sort of the tendrils of mist that is just a natural form of mist. And as you guys are about to enter, it seems like they sort of open up a little bit for you and curl around you. As if to pull you within. And as, actually they're probably the one in the back. Yep. And as you, by the time you are probably 10 feet within the mist, you don't see anything around you except for the people that are staying close and the mist. Um, so out of curiosity, I pull out a torch. Okay. And light it. Mm-hmm. Does it have any effect on the mist? No. All right. I'm like, still holding it. Been, as a, have as you a ever beacon, been in but... that sort of really, really heavy fog? Yeah. Where you try to turn on a flashlight and it just disperses it. For <laughs> listeners, ever crossed the Golden Gate Bridge on a foggy day? Yes. That's a perfect yeah. example. Yeah, it just disperses it, but it does provide a, a light for us all to guide ourselves to each other by. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'll just yeah. hold the torch. So yeah, and you guys start walking, and I need you guys to give me. Hold on just a second, I'm gonna make sure I've got this right. I should actually cast flame. Oh, sorry, oh, cats. Uh, produce oh, produce flame. flame. Okay. For a similar for a similar reason. Yep. I need you guys to roll me. 
I will. I'm going to hand the torch off to Vigil. Uh, do, 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 do. Since, since he's taller than me, potentially. You're probably in We're a kind of all square. taller than you. I'm only it five. Looks I'm, effective. I'm five eight. So. <laughs> so first things first, I need you guys to roll me survival rolls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> fifteen. So fourteen for Aisha. A fifteen for Amariel. Um, I may action point this if it goes badly. An 18 Ooh. for book. Should I action point? Or, you know. Probably. Okay. I'm going to action point. Okay. I should. Okay. Uh, that's nice. a 22. That's not a 22. Awful. That is very, very. That is actually pretty damn good. Um, 20. Uh, let's see what happens. Eighteen. This is the fun thing about two shots, or you know, four shots or whatever it ends up being, is you don't have to be all that stingy with your action points. <laughs> yep. I still will uh, be. Yeah, maybe, but <laughs> I for you, I feel like it'll be uh, towards the end of the game. You'll remember all of a sudden. Oh shit! Yeah, I had action points, didn't I? <laughs> It's not that I forget, it's that I am very resource conscious. Yeah. No, I'm the same way. Like with, with, with video games, I never use consumable ever. Yep. I might need them more at some point. <laughs> yeah. I have nine thousand potions, but what if I need them all in one battle? Why do I keep uh, dying? Why don't I have enough health? Oh yeah, yeah. there's that item that So we had a so so we had a twenty two for book. A twenty for Aisha and an eighteen for Amario, and that's actually pretty goddamn good. Um, and now I need you to roll wisdom saving throw. Okay. Again, I may action point. Fourteen. Okay. <laughs> Fuck! It doesn't matter. <laughs> and a natural fucking one for book. <laughs> I'm also I keep, did um, say before we entered the mist, not that it necessarily matters, that I was linking hands with a Yes. And I'm being yep. conscious to keep an eye on the rest of the party just in case somebody freaks the fuck out and tries to run away. Yes. No. Absolutely. So My Warforged. You have to go where I want you to go. So as you guys are navigating through and again, Aisha you're fairly familiar with is trying to find your way through hundreds of feet to miles worth of mist is a nightmare. Even if it didn't magically do so, it's very easily to get, it's very easy to get lost. Um, but between the two Warforged, you guys are actually seem to be orienting yourself right as you guys are traveling through, and it takes you guys probably a good hour of travel. Um, the greater concern for you guys doesn't seem to be getting lost as much as 
the sensation that is weighing upon you as you as you make your way through. So in addition to the disorienting nature of 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 the mist in terms of just no sense of direction. Almost the actual physical, you know, the 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 gray foggy sensation around you feels almost like a an actual physical weight that is on you. It's causing you to become very weary. It's the 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 paranoia that naturally would be like there could be something four feet away from me, ready to kill me, and I wouldn't know. Occasionally, you hear sounds far off in the distance, or they sound like they might even be close, but you can't quite make out what they are. Um, You can't quite make out if it's a person, if it's some kind of monster, if it's a, if it's even not even that, if it's a, a gust of wind. Um, so it's starting to make you a little bit paranoid as well. Occasionally, you will see as you're moving through, there are certain areas that have sort of a darker gray, uh, uh, um, a feel to them, or a coloring to them. And you're not sure necessarily what that means, but occasionally that will actually move and just brush through you guys. So... Aisha and Amari, Aisha just barely, Amariel, you two are holding okay. Book? I'm used to paranoia. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and even not necessarily that, you're just, your particular type of brokenness is like, meh. <laughs> I mean, it's still, it's still taxing. You're trying to do a book. This is, it's one thing to study things. It's another thing to experience it. Mm-hmm. And this is all just completely prey on your mind. You have one level of exhaustion. Okay. And after, it feels like for you, it feels like for all of you, it feels like you've been traveling <clears throat> through for days. And eventually, the mist just suddenly, it's like it pulls back away from you, opening up this this curtain to this land that is spread out in front of you. Um, the first thing that you sort of notice about the land is the level of light. Like when you guys stepped in again, it was it was it was late afternoon. It was sort of approaching evening, so it was kind of starting to get dark. Um, which carries sort of a certain certain uh, 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 visual frame of reference. It's still about that same level of light, but it's particularly, like, you look up in the sky, you don't see the stars. You don't see 
a sun, a moon. It's just sort of a grayish color. There's sort of an ambient light that is coming down. Uh, Aisha, you know this is the same. This is the same amount of light you're going to have 24 hours a day. Yep. There is no night. There is no day. There is only Zul. <clears throat> um. There is only Zul. Uh, where you guys are specifically, you are sort of in, it's sort of like a, it's almost a plainsy area. It seems really sort of, uh, uh, almost nice, really, compared to what you guys are, what, at least, those of you who haven't been here before, compared to what you guys were expecting, this seems almost kind of nice. It's, uh... It is... Greenish-ish? I mean, it's it's certainly not a verdant plains area. But there's vegetation. Um, mixed in with, it's sort of a light vegetation, like, you know, what you might find towards the, 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 the middle of June. And if, in a not particularly high field in the first place. Um. So I'm looking. Is there anything that might give us indication of essentially where we've come out? Yeah, Yeah, that's exactly what I'm looking for. Uh, Ah, roll me. I will make it. Roll me an in Hmm? survival roll. Sixteen. Third. Third. That is second. And yes, it is. If 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 a sixteen isn't enough, I I do want to spend an action point on it as well. Uh, so a 13 won't be a 16. Yeah, one action point. Uh, a 16 would probably be good enough. I mean, you would get better information with a higher roll, but you you'll be able to get to uh, yeah. So again, book you have no freaking idea where you are. You just came out. You're more focused on the fact of oh my god, I'm out of that hellhole that is that was the mist. Um, I mean, on the plus side. The four or the, the 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 natural four that was a five wouldn't have been much better. Um. Uh, Aisha, you're not <clears throat> totally sure, like necessarily how far. Like, <clears throat> you look around and you sort of get a sense of of some of the features, and you can see, you know, obviously up ahead, it. it 
the glass plateau is usually you know that you are in southern Sharn or southern Mornland, southern Sharn, southern Mornland somewhere, and roughly, very roughly, in sort of the same spot where you came out because you have sort of the same perspective on the glass plateau that you would normally. Yeah, we didn't have. shift shift a whole uh, like no. not a whole lot. No, like you, you didn't come out around Vathrond or anything yeah. like that. You didn't come out uh, even around Gorgonhorn, um, because that would that would be a very different perspective on what you're seeing. Uh, Mario, based on the amount of study that you did of the map, and doing some quick like mental calculations of okay, that's got to be that large. That that high area that looks very reflective, like that's got to be the glass plateau, and you sort of look around and sort of get a sense of uh, of everything else around you, and you can see when when you're looking at this, <clears throat> you're guessing maybe you are uh, perhaps harm. You do a little um. You're guessing perhaps maybe 40, 50 miles north most. And you look, and off in the distance, you're guessing you're at least within sight of the field. Because you can see off way, way to the north. Um, what looks like perhaps a large war machine of some kind. And that would seem to fit into what's been described. Uh, So I will point in that direction. Keeping that large glass thing uh, in sight on the right-hand side of your vision, we should approach that direction to theoretically arrive at our field. Mm. Right. And I will start walking that way. Yep. Um, At about this point, Mm -hmm. Aisha probably notices that Book has not actually let go since they left the mist. (laughs) Yes. I say it's all right with it. Uh, and it's like it's fine with hold, holding holding books uh, books hand for now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just, just so you guys have a better representation here. Just. We're northy. Shift right. Ah, that's the wrong. You guys are basically right about 
or no, not right there. You guys are probably right about yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah right about there. Just sort of south, uh, sort of southwest of the field. Yep. So yeah. And um, yeah, I start walking in the indicated direction. Okay. And you, yep, you guys start making your way along, and it takes you. Somebody remind me really quick. How far can you travel in a day? Twenty-four miles, typically. Okay. So it takes you guys so you guys you guys end up traveling for most of the day. You still don't you still don't hit. But at this point by the time you guys get towards sort of the end of the day, you guys can all see sort of up ahead. It's probably not too much further. Um the remnants of 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 you know large war machines and and it's not hard to tell a giant battle scene from from a long mm-hmm. ways off. It is off to the north. You guys are starting to get a little tired. Um, is there any sort of uh, the you know husk of another war machine or some or building or like remains of a village or anything nearby? Not where you are. You guys could keep pushing till you got to one and then rest there. Um, you would probably hit. I would say you guys would probably hit another level of exhaustion each, which would go off once you got your rest. Um, Wait. Let me rephrase. That. Could I make a nature roll for a thing? Natural for the discovery thing. Oh, uh, yes. You can go ahead and see if you can find. Yeah, I'll try to find a thing. Twenty-three. You do not see one in the immediate vicinity. Okay. Yes, book. You can can potentially ask X. Mold Earth, because the word with the other word is not coming out right now. Um, some level of uh, shelter if we want to rest here. Well, that's the question. Do we want to rest in the open? Is this the type of place where that's advisable or inadvisable? In the open, you can see it well. The visible things that approach you are visible from further away when done in the open. Yes. However, we are visible to the invisible things, I would assume. Yes. Do I, would I know, in my experience, how common are the more invisible things? I mean, it's not impossible. Yeah. But most things, but. You haven't encountered are. anything necessarily, but yeah. that doesn't mean. You don't know. Maybe it just passed you by. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, 
If there's living fireballs, I assume there's living phantasmal killers as well. Living in, living phantasmal <laughs> killers, living in invisibility theory. spell. <laughs> in That's theory, a yes, scary thought. It's fine. It goes away after it attacks. I'm kidding. Not how that works. I would. I would prefer some amount of cover, whether it's mold earth or we push on to find a more suitable location. I'll let the rest of you decide. Would these ruins necessarily present a more suitable location? Oh. Solid steel exterior of a war machine with potentially a hollow Asking this question looking directly past Ariel, who's shown (laughs) such excellent judgment in relation to the (laughs) Mortland. I haven't. (laughs) I thought book would also be curious as to the answer whether or not you could fly an airship through the through the (laughs) through the thing. It's information. (laughs) Hmm. (laughs) Um. Yeah. So I'm asking that question, essentially looking past Ariel towards Aisha. Right. Considering uh, uh, we might have a long distance for finding such uh, cover, I'd prefer staying. That was staying, I believe. And I can provide some minimal amount of shelf mold earth. Very well. Okay. So yeah, you yeah you use earth make up a excavate. Yes, excavate. Yes. Uh, dig yourself. Basically, you know, obviously you can't use it to make a house or no, a structure like a sort because of it only lasts rise for an and hour. Fall in the yeah. ground. Yeah. You can sort of dig out a trench area, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which gives you some level of, if not necessarily shelter, at least some level of camouflage. Yeah. yeah. And you guys bed down for what will be a a not particularly restful... But perhaps it might actually, you know, <laughs> it'll be something. Restful enough uh, for exhaustion I, level to go yes. down. I pull up the hood of my cloak and wrap it around myself. And okay. as I sort of get into the trench and lean into the wall, it me- it, it changes color to meld with the wall. Nice. Okay. And... That is where we will go ahead and end it for this week. You guys mm-hmm. having experienced your first lovely day in the morning. Say bye, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye. Hello. Goodbye.